Hey everybody, welcome. This is No Bones About Wrestling, and uh, this is AEW Weekly, your weekly source for all things All Elite. And I am one of your hosts, Asa, and with me as always is the lovely, I'm pointing at her, you just can't see, is the lovely Kay Fabulous. Hey. And uh, it is December 11th, we're in the, the Christmas season, so I'm going to put on my you're gonna don your gay apparel <laughs> yes no, that's what i'm gonna do of course the dog needs to go out as soon as we start oh there you go you go ahead and but yeah so we're gonna go through uh some uh, results some news uh, some rankings and then of course the topic of the week and of course as always some some jokes um but let's get started uh, with the results. Um, Dynamite was on the 6th in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And it began with a Continental Classic Gold League match. Uh, we had John Moxley coming in with six points against Roosh, who came in with three points. Uh, they fought throughout the crowd very early on. Uh, the ref was being very lenient with the count. Uh, Roosh put on the brakes and then the boot to the face, that move where he fakes you out. Uh, Roosh flipped Moxley into the metal barricade, hit a stalling pile driver on Moxley. He went for the bull's horns move, uh, but he got caught with Moxley's King Kong lariat. Moxley then hit the Death Rider DDT, uh, put Roosh in a rear naked chokehold, and Roosh passed out. John Moxley won the match and became the first man in the Gold League to nine points. Uh, this was a good match, a good opener. Uh, four bones out of five. Can I say something about this match that I did not care for? Yeah. I did not care for the ref's leniency with the counts. Because I feel like they've set up this tournament to kind of level the playing field. Like, no one's allowed at ringside. So the same rules should apply and be enforced in every match. Yeah. And that wasn't done here, and I don't care for that. I feel like it takes away from the uh, reverence with which I feel like this tournament should be treated. I hear you. I, I can agree. I don't think anybody wants to see a count out, though. No, but get, get their butts back in the ring. Yeah. You know, like, there's times to have matches where you're, like, running through the crowd or whatever, or rolling around. But the Continental Classic is supposed to be classy. Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be classy. It's classy. Continental Classy. Continental Classy. Let's see. Yeah. Classy Continental Classic. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Uh, complaint noted. <laughs> file it. File it with the uh, complaint office at AEW. Yep. Yeah. Uh, up next was a Jay White versus Jay Lethal hype video. Uh, and then Roderick Strong and the Kingdom came out. Uh, Strong says MJF is going to stab Samoa Joe in the back. And Strong gets up and says the wheelchair has held him back for far too long. And it's the Montreal Miracle. And then the Kingdom pushed the chair off the ramp onto the arena floor. And Roderick Strong can walk again good timing for him to be able to walk again since last week they broke his wheelchair <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was still broken when they rolled him out 
one of the arms was like hanging off the side of it. Well, good timing that he can walk again, especially he's one of the devil's minions. So that'll help True. help him get around. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Renee is waiting outside MJF's locker room. Uh, up walks Hangman Adam Page. And Page claims he knows what Swerve Strickland wants more than anything in life, and he'll make sure Swerve doesn't obtain it. And we assume they're talking about the AEW world title. Uh, MJF pops out of his locker room and argues with Page. MJF accuses Page of being the devil. Page accuses MJF of being the devil. Uh, Samoa Joe comes up and stops them from arguing, telling MJF that they have more important things to deal with. But things got heated there for a for a minute between MJF and Hangman Page. I would love to see that match. Do you feel like they were hinting at Swerve and Page not being over? Because it seems like with that death match, that, that was the end of the story. I mean, that's definitely what they were hinting at, yeah. But didn't you get the impression from the death match that that was, that was it? We were done? Hangman no, lost? No, no, no. No? No, no. That's not over. Hmm. Might be on a break right now, but I don't think that's over between the like two of them. Not over till the good guy wins. Like you can't have the story ends with the bad guy winning. I don't think necessarily. I, I just think there's mm-hmm. going to be a more definitive ending mm-hmm. between those two. No, hanging your opponent from the ring with a chain is pretty definitive. Mm-hmm. This we'll find out. I mean, I'd love to see another match between the two of them. That death match was great, mm-hmm. but. I don't know how you top drinking your opponent's blood in the ring. Yeah, that match was wild. That was gross. That was the last five-bone match we've had here on uh, AEW Weekly was that match back at full gear. Well, we don't typically get five-bone matches from uh, the TV shows. Not usually. Usually the highest it it goes is four and a half. Mm All right, Continental Classic, another gold league match. Uh, Mark Briscoe with zero points, taking on Swerve Strickland, who has six points. Uh, There was a bit of chain wrestling to start. Uh, Briscoe kept Swerve in a side headlock, and Swerve hit a house call. Swerve attempted a 450 splash. I said 450. A 450 splash. (laughs) But Briscoe got his knees up. It was a two count. Uh, Briscoe attempted a froggy bow, but Swerve caught him for a two count. Swerve hit a Death Valley driver on the apron, then hit a uh, top rope stomp for the pin and the win. Swerve Strickland now has nine points. Uh, Briscoe is mathematically eliminated from being able to win the Continental Classic. Uh, this was an ec- excellent match. Four and a half bones out of five. This was the match of the night on Dynamite. Swerve over Mark Briscoe. I want to point out that every Mark Briscoe match has been four and a half bones out of five in this classic. I'm pretty I, sure I think that's, that's correct. I'm pretty I sure that's, that's correct. True. And that poor man has still not won a match. With three losses, yeah. If he doesn't beat Jay Lethal at least, I'm going to be so mad. They're doing him dirty. Mm. Yeah, he deserves better. I agree with that. I wanted him in this classic, and then they put him in the classic, and I was so excited. And now they're just, like, railroading him. I don't care for it. Mm. 
Yeah, Swerve uh, looking good. On on the mm -hmm. on the other hand, Swerve yes, undefeated yeah. in this Continental Classic. Mm -hmm. um, so. I hope he remains undefeated. And wins the whole thing undefeated. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very interested to see the match between him and Moxley and see what they decide to do with it. I think they might make it a draw, but then some, one of them's got to lose to somebody or else we got a tie, right? They yes. each have two more matches? Is well, that there, there's two more matches and then there's a semifinal. With the two oh, so the hot two highest. In the gold and the two highest okay. in the blue face each other. And the winners of that face for the so Triple Crown Championship. So they'll face someone they've already faced because they're going to face everyone once Correct. first, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Just making sure I have this, have this process down. It's all new, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I'm fine with them tying because if they tie, then they can face each other anyway. And it won't matter. Well, they're having their first match, maybe their only match in the tournament at uh, Winter is Coming mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Wednesday days from now mm -hmm. in uh, texas right right uh mariah may discusses her meeting with tony khan she says they planned out her debut match uh but she refused to discuss her opponent so we'll find out uh, shortly uh, who her debut opponent is who do you think it's gonna be hmm. that's a good question mm -hmm. That's a good question. Is she going to be a heel or a face? I mean, she'll be a face at first, but she'll do something to turn into a heel. She's kind of a face just by her association with Tony Storm, but she'll screw her over pretty early on, I think, and, and become a definite heel. I thought Tony Storm was a heel. I think she's a face. She feels like a face, but I thought they've been booking her against faces so i thought like a sky blue a face or is she a heel now i think like she's a grumpy. face i guess tony storm is a heel yeah and she cheats like with her the true shoe and her whatever platter that she put in her pants and with luther luther with helps luther, her cheat yeah yeah so i guess she's a heel yeah so I didn't know if mariah may was a heel by association so i guess she'll, she'll just be a heel by association yeah Cancel my first answer. Yeah. Okay. Heal by association is what I'm going with. Who will be your first opponent? I don't know. Do you think they'll give her someone easy like Anna J? Uh, something like that. I think they'll give her someone better. Uh, but I think she'll get the win. So maybe like Ruby Soho. Yeah, but she's a heel. Oh, true. Because that's who I thought too. They still might Ruby, give her Ruby, Ruby Soho. Soho. Yeah. They still might give her Ruby Soho. Oh, Ruby Soho. Uh, Samoa Joe comes out for the tag team match that's scheduled. That's scheduled to be Samoa Joe and MJF versus two of the Devil's Minions. Uh, but the lights go off. Swirling spotlights come on as the Devil's Minions surround the ring. The lights turn back off, and the Minions have disappeared. Uh, the Devil appears briefly on the screen, and we then see MJF unconscious in the back with a shattered bottle near his head. And, MJ, uh, and Samojo runs to to attend to MJF. He's not doing a very good job protecting him. No, he's not. Well, everybody's after him, so mm -hmm. everywhere he turns, you he know. So he needs to be more vigilant. I guess. 
They should have just come out together for their match. Yeah, yeah? that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if you're supposed to be protecting someone, you don't leave them unattended. Yeah. Uh, John Mark Moxley next. Uh, he starts a promo. Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana step up to him, and Swerve says, "See you in Texas," referring to Winter is Coming. So much, uh, very much looking forward to that one, Swerve and Moxley. That'll be a hell of a match. Uh, ben Menkovich uh, introduces Tony Storm, which, if you don't know him, he's a guy from uh, is it Turner, Turner Classic Turner movies? Classic movies. Turner yeah. Classic movies. And he introduces Tony Storm. She's defending her belt against Sky Blue, and of course, she's accompanied by Luther and Mariah May. It's Tony Wait, Storm. You're not doing this enough justice. What? The introduction. I was just telling what who the fucking match was. No, but even before the match, the introduction. Are you going to talk more about the introduction? What intro? What are you trying to what? So, so the Turner Classic Movie guy oh. introduced her like she was like a classic movie star oh, yeah. with like a a a plethora of of movies under her belt that that are world renowned, like she's like Betty Davis or something, you know, um, mm -hmm. or Elizabeth Taylor. He did a great job. It was. A wonderful bit. Mm -hmm. That was very good. And he was like, so start in this and this and hold that butler. Yeah, it was great. He did a great job. Um, I started following him on X because I enjoyed it so much. So, yeah. uh, so Tony Storm uh, at one point got on Luther's shoulders, grabbed Sky Blue's hair, and ran with Sky Blue's hair in her hands, flipping Sky Blue off the apron to the arena floor. I enjoyed that move very much. Uh, Storm hit her hip attack in the corner of the barricade outside the ring. Uh, Sky Blue hit Code Blue, just a two count. Tony Storm superplexed Blue and then hit her hip attack in the corner. Uh, Sky Blue reversed Storm Zero, but Tony Storm then reverses that into a pin for a three count. Tony Storm wins and keeps the women's world title. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, one of the better. I'm not a big Sky Blue fan. I, you know, I think she has a lot of uh, promise, um, but she's still developing. But this one, I gave four bones out of five. That was a very solid match. Uh, and after the match was over, we got a return. It was Riho, uh, and she drop kicked Tony Storm to send her reeling. And send her out of the ring as Luther carried her away from any further harm uh, dispensed by Riho. Because they have all the women that we could have had return, Riho is not at the top of my list. Yeah, I'm not. We got a... Britt Baker out. We got Jamie Hader out. We got Thunder Rosa out. Haven't seen Nyla Rose in a while. Mm. Riho. Yeah. People love Riho. I'm not a. Not. Not too big on Riho. Me either. Maybe I just need to see her have more matches. That's weird. I saw... Sorry. I saw someone online say that, and Kenny Omega, like, slapped the guy down online. People love her. Like, like they don't just love her. Like, she is beloved. Yeah. You know, like, as a person. I think ever since... Uh, what's his name? The... The old manager with the tennis racket. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Ever since he, like, attacked her and got his minions to go after her, I feel like people have been very protective of her, as they as they should be with, with all that went on there. But uh, he was not into her as a wrestler. But. Yeah. No. 
I'm sure she's a lovely person. Yeah, I have no interest in watching her wrestle. Uh, up next, we got an Adam Copeland, Christian Cage hype video. That was going to be our main event for Dynamite. And then we got a, another Gold League match in the Continental Classic. Jay Lethal versus Jay White of the Bullet Club Gold. Uh, Jay Lethal put on a torture rack and rolled through. He then hit uh, the flying elbow drop, got a two count only. Jay White hit a sheer drop brain buster, nice looking, got a two count. Uh, there were some chops, and both men then start gouging each other's eyes. Uh, Jay White goes for the blade runner, it's reversed. Uh, there's another reversal into a pinning combination by Jay White. And Jay White wins the match and has six points now. Jay Lethal is mathematically eliminated from being able to win. And this was a good match, four bones out of five. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. What do you do with the wrestlers who end up finishing the tournament with zero? Like, are they just destined to be jobbers for the rest of their lives at that point? Or like... I wouldn't say that. So I mean, you could see them winning over someone else, just not in the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just would hate for that to be the case for like Jay Lethal or especially Mark Briscoe, obviously. But I don't think they would do that to Mark Briscoe. But they might. Do yeah, we got Jay three Lethal. guys with zero. We got Lethal, Mark Briscoe, and uh, Daniel, Daniel Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Of the Blue League. So up next we had the main event, but let me go back. I want to go back to something real quick and talk about when. MJF was arguing with Hangman Adam Page, and they were debating who the devil is. So I want to say I'm sticking with uh, the popular choice. You know, I think it's Adam Cole. Is that what you think as well? Oh, yeah, that's definitely what I think. Yeah. Do you have any guesses for the minions, the four minions? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's Roddy and uh, Roddy, the two kingdom dudes. Um, possibly... Uh, the guy whose name I get mixed up all the time. Kyle O'Reilly or Riley O'Kiley? What's his name? No, there's some big dude. Oh, yeah, the big dude. There's some oh, big so you, dude. You think it's Wardlow? I think the big dude is Wardlow. He's the only big dude that I feel like that could possibly be. But I mean, it could be a I new. It, it could be a sense. new person. Yeah. Um, but none of the people that were released by WWE that could be joining are that sized. No. No, there's Eric Rowan, but he's bigger than the big dude. And he's not as muscular. It's hard to tell and all that. What they're wearing. No, but the guy, the big guy was shaped like a V. Yeah. You know, he had like yeah. a narrow waist and huge shoulders. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's... <clears throat> pardon me. I think it's Wardlow, The Kingdom, and, and Roderick Strong. I think it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And it'll be Adam Cole. And I think they're in danger of uh, dragging the storyline out a little too far. I think it I think it needs to be revealed at World's End. Or I think people are going to start to lose interest, you know? I think I think it will be revealed at World's End, don't you? I, I do. Yeah. But I, I hope so. I hope yeah. they don't just try and keep dragging it out. I feel like Wardlow doesn't make sense. I mean, I, 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 visually, I, I feel like that's probably who it is. 
but storyline wise, he seems like he's just shoved in there to be a fourth person. I mean, he hates him, Jeff. Yeah, he has no affiliation with Adam Cole or the Kingdom. No, his his hatred has brought him to oh, this okay. this alliance. Yeah. But isn't an alliance what got him in this mess in the first place with MJF? Yeah, but this is an alliance against MJF now. Yeah. Okay. All right, so our main event, the TNT title match, the champion Christian Cage defending against Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge in WWE. Uh, they fought outside the ring to start off. Uh, back in the ring, Christian Cage hit a frog splash for a two count. Copeland hit the impaler. And then a Liger bomb and got a two count. Copeland traps Cage in a crossface hold, but Cage reaches the ropes to force a rope break. Copeland ran in for a spear, but the champion leapfrogs him and then hits the kill switch for a two count. Uh, Copeland clips the ref. Cage then low blows the ref and grabs the TNT title belt. Uh, both men collide while attempting simultaneous spears. Uh, then Nick Wayne's mother, Shayna Wayne, makes her way down to the ring and comes in, grabs the TNT title belt, and thinks for a couple seconds about who she's going to hit with it and hits Adam Copeland because he did essentially try to murder her son the week before. He gave a concerto to Nick Wayne, the prodigy. Uh, Christian Cage then hits the kill switch on Copeland Gets the pin and the win to retain the TNT championship. Uh, this was a, a solid main event. Four bones out of five. But certainly not the end of this feud. What did you think about the, the Shayna Wayne angle? I'm, I'm, I mean, it was cool. Um, I'm kind of reserving judgment mm -hmm. to see where they go with it. Um, I, loved, I loved that it's, it was so surprising. Like, that is not something that I would have guessed was going to happen. Yeah. You know, of all the, of all the possibilities I had considered with how they were going to end that match, Shayna Wayne interfering was not one of them. No, I agree. I hadn't, I hadn't even come to my head. I knew there would be some uh, shenanigans mm -hmm. yeah, because I, you know, again, I knew this is not going to be the end of the feud. It's mm -hmm. going to be on pay-per-view. Yeah. So hopefully world's end. We, we see these two fight again. Right now, the the only match we've got for World's End is MJF versus Samoa Joe. Is that correct? Is that correct? I think that's that's the only match I've heard. Is that not where we're getting the tag match? What tag match? The Golden Jets and the... They've not said. They've not said? Okay. No, they've not said. I assume that's where we're getting it. I assume, yeah, Golden Jets versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks, mm -hmm. but they've not said. Okay. I think they've really just been focusing on final battle since it's sooner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll start seeing some next week with two weeks to go. We'll yeah. start seeing the matches get signed. That's what they normally do. Like, they wait so long <laughs> to mm. book anything. <laughs> yeah, except, well, except the MJF and Samoa Joe match. That's mm -hmm. been signed for several weeks now. Yeah. Just looking at something real quick here. All right, and we will head to Collision, which was December 9th, again in Montreal. It was it was taped, actually. I believe it was taped on the 5th. I think it was taped the day before Dynamite. 
actually. Uh, and they do the collision intro promos. Those are like five, five second promos. Ethan Page, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, Andrade with CJ Perry, Claudio Castagnoli, and Eddie Kingston all get promo time. Do you know why it was taped? I don't know why it was taped, no. Okay, it just seemed odd. Well, so they could move on, but they wanted it both in Montreal, so they just did it back-to-back nights. Oh, I see, I see. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off with a Continental Classic Blue League match. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club has three points, and he's taking on Eddie Kingston, who has zero points. Kingston hit a spinning back fist immediately. Uh, Claudio got up and got the big swing and then sat down into the sharpshooter. Kingston forced a rope break. Uh, big clothesline by Claudio next. A superplex by Claudio for a two count. Claudio applies an arm bar and then locks Eddie into a sleeper hold, but Kingston gets up. Uh, Eddie brings a ton of chops to Claudio But Claudio hits a power bomb, a spinning European uppercut, and then uh, puts on the crossface again. Uh, Eddie escapes the Ricola bomb, which is what Castagnoli tried next, and then misses a spinning back fist. Uh, Kingston hits two spinning back fists, just gets a two count. Uh, hits another spinning back fist, goes for the pin. Claudio reverses the pin. Eddie reverses that for the pin. And the win. And Eddie Kingston earns three points. Uh, Very good match. Uh, Four bones out of five. Uh, Just about made it to four and a half bones. But quite honestly, there were too many chops in it to be. They relied a bit too heavily on chops to make it to four and a half bones. That's an Eddie Kingston match. Those are chop heavy. But so Kingston gets his first three points. Do you have anything to say about this match? I do. Um, so I thought there were some imp- impressive displays of strength by Claudio throughout the beginning of the match, and then he does a missile drop kick to Eddie's face. Like I don't know. I, I know a lot of times they're like pulling punches or whatever, or like landing in a way to not hurt their opponents. This looks like he just drop kicked him in the face. Like mm-hmm. he hit his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I felt like was worth mentioning was Claudio was literally jogging in circles around Eddie while he was like down on the mat uh, at one point during the match. He just, just started jogging around him in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad Eddie got a win. Yeah, I don't want anyone really going uh, pointless. Yeah. Someone, someone probably will, though. Like Daniel Garcia. Like Daniel Garcia, yeah. Um, who D- Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson had a blue league match on Rampage, and uh, Brian Danielson beat Garcia, so Garcia is still winless. Did they announce that? I feel like I missed the announcement that that was happening on Rampage. Uh, they I feel like they did not announce that it was coming okay. on Rampage. You I, should watch all three shows, yeah. Well, we do, but we watch them out of order, usually. So, like, yeah, so we usually watch Rampage after Collision. Yeah, well, I'm going to so stop like, that now. I'm going to start watching Rampage and trying to on Fridays, at least. Well, this is like the first time-sensitive thing that has happened, you know? Because like, we were confused, at, or at least I was confused, when I saw there was a match that I didn't remember watching because I didn't realize one was happening on Rampage. Mm-hmm. 
John Moxley has a promo about his win over Roosh, and he says that his next opponent, Swerve Strickland, has a lot of buzz, but buzz is cheap. And he tells Swerve it's going to be a long night that winter is coming, so pack a lunch. Uh, Renee is with FTW champion Hook. Uh, Ring of Honor pure champion Wheeler Yuta walks up and says that he's honorable. Uh, Hook points out that Yuta kicked Katsuyori Shibata in the balls to win the pure championship. <laughs> uh, Yuta then challenges Hook to an FTW rules match, and Hook accepts. They, they do not state when this match is happening. Did they say if the belt was going to be on the line? Or they is do that, not, does it only happen in pure rules matches? No, they said an FTW rules match. I know, that's what I'm asking. The pure belts is it on the line it has to be a pure rules match match i wasn't sure about that so hook's belt might be on the line but uh the pure championship would not be okay Uh, up next we have willow nightingale versus mercedes martinez accompanied by diamante Uh, diamante distracts willow early on willow hits a missile drop kick from the middle rope uh, Martinez hits a fisherman's bomb for two count. She then hit a razor's edge uh, flop type move where she holds Willow in the razor's edge uh, position and then flips her over where she lands face first on the mat. It was a scary looking move at, when it happened, but it was, a, it was a safe move. I thought she had dumped her right on top of her head. I wasn't sure what was happening. Uh, but right after that move, Martinez moves in for the kill Willow cradles her uh, and gets the pin and the win out of nowhere. And Willow Nightingale wins. This is another uh, solid women's match. Four bones out of five. Both women's match uh, women's matches get four bones this week, which is nice because the last couple matches, the last couple weeks, excuse me, we've had some shitty women's matches. So it's nice that it got turned around this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinez starts attacking Willow with a ladder. Uh, Diamante has a pipe and starts attacking Willow. And then Chris Statlander runs in for the save, and she has a a steel chain in her hands and keeps the heels at bay. And it looks like we're setting up, you know, a tag team match uh, for some point soon between these four. Which we saw them in a tag match, and it was quite good. Remember? When we went to Collision. Was it these four? Yeah, it was these four. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. That was back in, what, August? I have no idea. I think it was August. That sounds right. I think it was August 12th. Anyways. Uh, Renee Paquette is with Jake Hager, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange. Hager says that Dan Housen is under investigation for stealing his hat. He says he has the Canadian, uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are all over it. Hager also claims to have, quote, bad hat fever. And then he leaves. Uh, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange are honored to be in action in their hometown of Montreal. Uh, the Outcasts and Anna Jay then walk up. And Soraya and Daddy Magic each demand that the other does something about the flirtation between Ruby Soho and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, Soraya sees that Ruby Soho is wearing a Cool Hand Ange shirt. And how many of those do you think they've sold? The one that Ruby Soho was wearing? Yeah. No, sold. Because that would have been free. They might have ever paid for it. 
he didn't make her pay for the shirt. No, um, I think maybe like so probably his parents. Okay. Maybe he has siblings. Okay. They got cheered, didn't they? And when they, they came out, so yes. I mean maybe if like twelve. I'm going 12. with twelve. That's what I was saying. Um but Soraya sees that Ruby's wearing a cool hand and shirt and calls her a traitor. Uh says she's a traitor just like Tony. Soraya tells Ruby that she won't be in her, in her corner next week against Riho. And Soraya leaves Ruby there with Anna Jay. We then get a Swerve Strickland promo. And Swerve brags about his nine points in the Continental Classic and says he's at the top of the business and, and he's the best and all that kind of thing. Uh, we then get Wardlow versus Willie Mack. Uh, a couple minutes long only. Uh, Wardlow hit a couple power bombs, and the referee stopped the match. Wardlow wins a squash. Uh, Kay says his hair looks the same as it did the previous week when I said his hair looked as though he'd been wearing a mask. Uh, but I stick by what I said. His hair looked like he was wearing a mask. Uh, we then get a House of Black FTR hype video, which it looks like they may be headed towards a match at uh, World's End also. FTR and uh, House of Black. Buddy and Malachi versus FTR. I think mm -hmm. we'll see at World's End. Yeah. Uh, we then get a full gear flashback to when the World Tag Team Champions, Big Bill and Ricky Starks, attacked Chris Jericho, half of the Golden Jets. And he's still out of commission uh, for the moment. Uh, we then get the Battle of Canada. Uh, Ethan Page says he wanted to be the most you know, respected wrestler in Canada. But, of course, to do that, he has to go through Kenny Omega. And Tony Nese is watching on a backstage monitor uh, because Tony Nese is facing Ethan Page at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view uh, on the 15th in an I Quit match. Final battle. Thank you. Yeah, the, the pay-per-view is called Final Battle. Uh, Page dives into the ring with a diamond cutter on Omega. Uh, Omega suplexes Page and himself from inside the ring to the arena floor. Uh, Kenny powerbombs Page, then hits a V-trigger, gets a two-count. Page takes Omega off the top with a, a flipping maneuver. Omega goes for You Can't Escape, but misses the Moonsault, part of that combination. Uh, Kenny hits a couple Snapdragon suplexes. Page hits an Avalanche Slam from the top rope for a two-count. Uh, however, another two V-triggers and a one-winged Angel for Omega, and that is it. It's the pin and the win. Uh, four bones out of five. It was nice seeing Ethan Page return here. He looked good. Are you not going to talk about his physical transformation, his metamorphosis? Yeah, he's he's been uh, weighing his food, which is something we all should do, really. But he's been weighing his food and doing, I forget how much cardio they said a day. Uh, a lot. A lot. But and yeah, he looks tell. totally different. His mm -hmm. body, yeah. He's in the greatest shape of his life. And uh, Talking about that Wardlow V, he's got it going on, you know? That's what I have under the sweatshirt. You just can't tell. I like to be modest about my body. But it's all that Swedish fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was four bones out of five. Uh, Omega celebrates his win on the ramp, but as he does, 
one half of the tag champs, Big Bill, comes out and hits Kenny with a pump kick and knocks him down. And Paige then goes to check on Omega. Uh, next, Lexi Nair is with CJ Perry asking about Andrade. Uh, Miro comes out and says that he told CJ Perry to stay at home. And Miro says he won't touch Andrade during the tournament, but once it's over, so is Andrade. Strong words there from Miro. Yeah. So this, uh, let me go back for a second. And so it looks like they're building up the Golden Jets versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks for World's End. Who do you see winning there? Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and him. Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Chris Jericho Chris and Kenny Omega. Jets, yeah. I kind of think that Bill and the Starks are going to keep him. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, you think they're taking the belts? I don't know. If I if I had to guess. Um, I would say Jericho and Omega win the belts, yeah. I feel like they don't need them. Of course they don't need them, but... Like, what does it do for them? Get, like, you're taking away from two guys you're trying to build up and giving them to guys who already have clout and don't need belts to, like, support that. Yeah, true. And you're get, taking it away from an actual tag team to a, like, temporarily-seeming tag team, you know? I don't know. I still say they win the belts. Yeah. I hope you're wrong. Uh, so, I forget if I mentioned, we, then, we get a Julia Hart Abaddon hype video. You did not mention They that. had a match on Rampage. Uh, and then we get a, a tag match, the only tag team match this week in AEW. Uh, Penta El Zero Miedo and the AAA Cruiserweight Champion Commander. Uh, accompanied by Alex Abrahantes, they took on Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. And Commander starts off with some arm drags, a drop kick, a splash, a basement drop kick, and Penta catapulting Commander into both opponents. Uh, Penta hits sling blades on both men, who came out to a, a rousing uh, ovation. Uh, Penta hits Made in Japan on Ange. Gets a two count. Pit, Penta and Commander hit a flipping spike pile driver for the pin and the win on Ange. Four bones out of five. Good tag team match. And this uh, Penta and Commander tag team, pretty awesome. Uh, at least while, you know, while Ray Phoenix is out injured. Um, like I said, that, that finishing move was a flipping spike pile driver. So, uh, Penta held them up for the, the pile driver, held Angelo up for the pile driver, and Commander then did his rope walk and bounced off of the ropes and uh, and then pushed the opponent down that part of the spike pile driver. So it was, it was a pretty cool move. Can I can we backtrack for a second? Okay. Did you say that Abaddon and Julia Hart already had a match and it was on Rampage? I believe so. They had a match on Rampage on Friday, yes. I felt like they were, like, building a feud. Like, why are they doing... If they already had their match, why are they doing a promo video now, a day later? 
I swear I heard they had a match on Rampage. I could be wrong. Okay. I thought Abaddon had a match against someone else. Well, you can have a feud and have more than one match. I know, man. I know you can. I just, it just seemed odd. So Continental Classic, uh, we get a brief weekly recap of it. And then we get a Continental Classic Blue League match. Brian Danielson with six points. Uh, took on Andrade Alidolo, who had three points coming into this match. Uh, there's a monkey flip reversed into another monkey flip by Danielson. Uh, Danielson dove through the ropes at Andrade onto the arena floor. Uh, Andrade began targeting Danielson's orbital bone with forearm shots and headbutts, and Andrade started gouging his eye as well. Andrade put on the figure four, and Danielson reached the ropes. Uh, Danielson hit his yes kicks, and there was a superplex by Andrade. Andrade then hit the three amigos, uh, an homage to Eddie Guerrero, of course. And Andrade hit a DDT for the pin and the win. And Andrade now has six points in the Continental Classic. And this uh, was the match of the night on Collision. Uh, four and a half bones out of five. And this was the match of the week for AEW this week. Andrade over Brian Danielson. I think it's worth pointing out, too, even though Andrade only has six points, he's undefeated. Yeah. He just hasn't had as many matches as some of the other competitors so far. Right. Uh, look at something real quick. Okay. Let's see something here. So what do you think about that tag team commander and Penta? Um, all about it. I even like the I like the uh, idea of the trios team with adding Vikingo even more. Yeah, they've all they've, about that. They've teamed up I think twice in the last couple weeks that trios team, and yeah, that's fantastic. I'm worried that they're going to face Top Flight and Action Andretti though, and then lose to them since they're trying to like build them back up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see them lose. I think that's definitely what's going to happen. Yeah. And for the third straight week, I predicted every match on Collision correctly. Um, and so, like I said, they've got to get they've got to get over their predictability problem. I feel like the match that wasn't predictable was the one that we all heard about the results of ahead of time. Well, they can't do anything about that. I know, but I'm so. saying, like, you may not have predicted had had you not heard, you may not have predicted every match correctly. Well, but I did, so we'll never know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have a predictability problem. You know, there's no way. And like I said, I'm not the only person doing it, uh, predicting every match. I'm sure I'm not. But that's three weeks in a row I predicted every single match correctly, and so that should not be the case. It shouldn't even be a one week thing. You know, if you do it for one week, you're kind of your booking needs to change. Three weeks, yeah, you're fucking up. Yeah, the the show. Part of the fun is that you don't know who's gonna win. So when you do know who's going to win everything, it takes away some of the fun. Uh, so Tony Khan, fix it. Stop making things quite so predictable. Please. Uh, so what are we going to do? News? The news. AEW News Roundup. Uh, AEW's revenue this year will reach about $154 million, 
but AEW will still lose money this year. Uh, a doubling in TV rights fees could make AEW sustainable, though. Uh, so if they were to get another TV contract, you know, and, and possibly do the WWE Network type thing, uh, that could double their their TV rights, uh, possibly. Um, but yeah, at this point, uh, business not great. Uh, they they didn't put out their costs, not that I've seen. So we don't know how much they lost this year. Um, but they. It, they did lose money this year. They will lose money this year, it looks like. Um, and I'm not sure what they've done for the other years. I'm going to try and find some records uh, about it. But if they've done, um, you know, if they've lost for every year they've been a business, you know, they only started with $100 million, so they can't be losing too much and hope to stay around, you know, uh, unless... He gets another infusion from his father, Tony Khan does, um, which his father has more money than God, so that that could be very easily done. I mean, they're worth billions of dollars, you know, so $100 million is nothing, really, is, is not much to them. Good. Uh, I hope he infuses him. I want AW to stay around. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'd like for them to be profitable, but if not, I would like his dad to... Sweeten the pot so that they can stay around. Yeah. I mean, it's our show. We need our show. And our viewers and our listeners, they need us to stay around and, and all that, too. Uh, Thunder Rosa is ready to return to the ring, former women's world champion, and is just awaiting a call from Tony Khan. So, Tony, get on the horn. Make it happen. I heard um, she's going to return in, in this month in December. I think she's going to return at World's End after Tony's match. She's going to come out. That's my prediction. I see. Hmm. Because she has to relinquish her belt and Tony got it. You know? Mm-hmm. No, that'd be a ready-made feud, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like right now Tony Storm is going to feud with Riho. Yeah. And I think after that will be uh, Thunder Rosa, you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Continental Classic, we're going to do a real quick points update. Uh, in the Gold League, uh, Swerve Strickland and John Moxley tied for first place with nine points each. Third place is Jay White with six points. Fourth place is Roosh with three points. Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal tied for last with zero points. And in the Blue League, there's a three-way tie for first. Brody King with six points. Andrade Elidolo with six points. And Brian Danielson, they all have six points. Uh, but to note there, Brody King and Andrade have had only two matches. Brian Danielson has fought three matches so far. Uh, tied for fourth place in the Blue League, Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston, each with three points. And dead last in the Blue, Daniel Garcia, zero points. Uh, speaking of the Continental Classic, Brian Danielson, quote, really wanted Kenny Omega in the tournament, uh, but said that he's probably not in it because the Golden Jets are currently the number one contenders to the World Tag Team titles, and they don't want to confuse things. Mm -hmm. uh, AEW Dynamite averaged 823,000 viewers, down 4.1% from last week. The 18-49 to 49 demo was 025 
down 13.8% from last wow. week. Uh, what do you think that's about? Oh, basketball. Basketball. Basketball, the in-season tournament. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, quote, might be a wrestler again, end quote, uh, by AEW's March Tour of Canada. Uh, that, that was what he said. He said, I might be a wrestler again uh, by their Tour of Canada. He's been out of action since June 2022. He had neck fusion, neck fusion surgery in September of 22. However, after the surgery, he couldn't move his right arm, uh, but was able to regain motion in it. That's to be terrifying. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um yeah, and is, is looking to make a return, as I said, next spring. Uh, Andrade Alidolo's AEW contract is up soon. Uh, he will spend some time in CMLL because he wants to. Uh, and he'll do that because if he returns to WWE, he won't get to fight in Arena Mexico. You know, they won't let him go to CMLL and do matches. So he'll, he wants to take some time at CMLL to be able to definitely do it, no matter if he re-signs with AEW or goes back to WWE. Uh, hopefully, I, I, hope, I hope he stays around. I feel uh, like if he's not re-signing it so he can go do CMLL, then he's not re-signing. Yeah, I have a feeling. Because he would have been able to, they would let him sign with AEW and then right. go do CMLL. Yeah, I have a feeling he's going back to WWE. Um, which is a bummer yeah but i can understand like if your spouse is is it this has this tra crazy travel schedule and so do you and they don't line up that has to be really frustrating plus they're like newlyweds they've only been married like a year or two right mm -hmm. something like that yeah that has to be hard uh aew announced eight canadian tour dates for march through april of 2024 uh, Swerve Strickland said his gear and performance at full gear when he beat Hangman Page in the death match, uh, he says uh, his gear and performance were tributes to Bray Wyatt, whom Strickland knew from his time in WWE. Uh, Strickland praised Wyatt's fiend character, saying Wyatt, quote, was ahead of his time. Uh, Jack Perry filed to trademark Jungle Boy. So whether there's going to be some sort of nostalgia merchandise or what the deal is, I don't know. He he filed to trademark it. How has that not been trademarked already? I don't know. I don't I don't quite understand. <laughs> like yeah, it seems like AEW should have had it trademarked, yeah. or Jack Perry should have had it trademarked. So why didn't either of them? I, I don't know. It's a it's confusing. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. You're right. Unless he's not coming back and he's trademarking it so he can use it on the indie scene. Well, that's a that's a, a possibility too. Yeah. But he's a pillar. That's what they say. They should take him out from being a pillar and put Kip, Kip Sabian in. I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that with the indie scene. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, he'd have a lot more success as Jungle Boy than mm -hmm. as Jack Perry. You yeah. know, you hear Jack Perry, and most people are like who. Mm -hmm. At least if you say Jungle Boy, I think most wrestling fans know who that is, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Tony Khan said that Ric Flair's Woo Energy Drink is a high-paying sponsor of AEW, so essentially Flair is paying AEW to appear. Uh, AEW Collision drew its best rating since October, averaging 451,000 viewers, up 42.3% from the previous week. That's crazy. Well, that's because they were on against Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Uh, Collision drew a 0.14 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, up 55.6 from the previous, uh, 55.6% from the previous week. The previous week was like in the gutter. Yeah, it was not good. That's not good. Uh, Although that show was better than, better than what I saw of Survivor Series. I only saw the final hour of Survivor Series. I'm going to go back and watch the rest of it, though. Uh, AEW Rampage ratings are up to 348,000 viewers, up 31.8% from the previous week. Uh, It drew a 0.10 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, up 25% from the previous week. So Rampage and Collision uh, improving. Nice to see. Now it's time for the top five. That's not how you do it. No, I say it to you, and then you do the thing. It's time for the top. Top, 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 from No Bones About Wrestling, they are 100% proprietary. Our formula is 100% super secret, and you will 100% never know how we come up with them. We'll take it to the grave. Take it to the grave. But they are 100% accurate also. True. So take it as though it's from the Bible. The wrestling Bible. Right. So each week we do the top five men, the top five women, and the top five teams. So what are we going to start with, Kay? Let's start with teams. Teams. Uh, Number five, making their debut in the top five, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, Number four, up one spot from last week, the AEW World Trios Champions, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Uh, number three, making their debut in the top five, Penta El Zero Miedo and Commander. Uh, number two, the number one contenders to the World Tag Team titles, the Golden Jets, up two spots from last week, number four. And the number one team, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. So you got number one, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Number two, the Golden Jets. Number three, Penta, El Cerro Miedo, and Commander. Number four, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Number five, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. And so do you want to do women or men? First, I want to file a complaint. Uh, There was only one tag match this week. Yeah. And there were no trios matches. Correct. Boo on that. Yeah, I don't know what this is odd, isn't it? Well, it's the, I mean, the, the Continental Classic, 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 Classic plus women's match. But I mean, like, take the Wardlow squash match out and stick a tag match yeah, in there. put a trios match yeah. in there. I'm sorry. Um, let's do men next. All right. Number five, uh, coming off of his uh, big win over 
Brian Danielson in the Continental Classic. Uh, back on the top five, Andrade El Idolo. Said his name a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, down two spots from number two, the number one contender to the AEW title, Samoa Joe. Uh, staying at number three this week, uh, he got a win. Uh, who did Swerve beat? Was it Mark Briscoe? No. No, it was Mark Briscoe. Was it? I think so. On Dynamite, it was the first match. Yeah. Yeah, it was the match of the night. Yeah. Swerve beat Mark Briscoe. Stays at number three. Uh, number two, uh, up two spots from number four. The AEW TNT champion, Christian Cage, who, of course, successfully defended his title against Adam Copeland uh, on Dynamite. And staying number one, the AEW world champion and one half of the Ring of Honor world tag team champions, MJF. So, yeah, number one, MJF. Number two, Christian Cage. Number three, Swerve Strickland. Number four, Samoa Joe. Number five, Andrade El Idolo. And so now... The women. Uh, number five, uh, same spot as last week, Sky Blue. She, of course, she got a shot at the world title in Dynamite and lost. Uh, number four, uh, returning to the top five, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, she fought Willow Nightingale and lost on uh, Collision. Uh, number three, down one spot from last week. Uh, the TBS champion, Julia Hart. Uh, number two, back in the top five, Willow Nightingale, who, of course, beat Mercedes Martinez. And staying number one, the AEW World Women's Champion, Timeless, Tony Storm. So number one, Tony Storm. Number two, Willow Nightingale. Number three, Julia Hart. Number four, Mercedes Martinez. Number five, Sky Blue. And that is how the rankings shake out this week for AEW. Uh, so now we have the uh, question of the week, the topic of the week. Yeah. So AEW, or excuse me, WWE, uh, three months ago went on a, a firing spree. And so now those 90 day no compete clauses are coming up. Um, coming due, meaning that after someone is released uh, for 90 days, they can't wrestle professionally. Uh, So now those 90 days are over, which means they can wrestle professionally. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, And so we're going to talk about these folks who the the non-competes are up very soon. Some of these guys are up this week, some the next week, but they're all pretty soon in December. Uh, we're going to talk about them and talk about what promotion kind of maybe we think we'll go, they'll go to, what promotion they will go to, that kind of thing. Um, so let's start with, uh, let's start with Dana Brooke. What do we see happening with Ms. Brooke? I think she's going to Impact. She's going to Impact. Okay. Yeah. Are we, Why? It, are we calling it Impact? Are we calling it TNA? What we call we it TNA. It's TNA. changing very okay. soon. To call it TNA. Um, they have the stronger women's division. Mm-hmm. She's good. She got used as terribly at WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think 
she can add to their scene over there. Yeah, I think uh, you may be right there. You don't think AEW would be wise to get her? I think they'd be wise to get her. I don't think they make women's wrestling a priority. So you think they're just not even trying to sign more women? I mean, they got Mariah May from stardom. I feel like if they were trying to sign more women, they would have signed more women. You know? I feel like it would not be hard to lure people to AEW from other companies. Yeah. Since yeah. they're on television. Yeah. So I feel like... Well, but they may be waiting for Dana Brooke, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that'd be great. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. What do you think? You think she's going to AEW? I don't know. Um, well, we don't know any of them. You gotta think, I know, you gotta, I know. Gotta make a choice, I'm yeah. saying I don't know what I think. Um, I'll say AEW. Really? Yeah. I think they could use her. What level would you put her on? Like mid-card or would you put her in the world title scene? Uh, mid-card first off mm -hmm. and give her a chance because she was improving. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, start her mid-card, give her a chance to prove herself. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, up next, we have Mace and Mansoor, who don't have to come as a, a combo package, but they were the maximum male models. Um, what do you think with these guys? They they've actually already they had an indie. Uh, so theirs is up. Their non compete we know is up because they actually had an indie show the other night. Um, well, that's good because I was going to say I've never seen either of these men wrestle. So I'm going to put them in the indie scene is what I was going to say. So that works out well that they've already had indie matches. Yeah. I think, I think probably the same. I'll agree with you there. Um, Mansoor was a Saudi Arabian wrestler. They pushed him really hard when they did the Saudi Arabian shows for several years and then just dropped him. I mean, it really looked like they were trying to make a star out of him. He won the, uh, he won one of the battle royals they did on one of the Saudi shows too, but I, I don't think he ever lost uh, on the Saudi shows. Um, but nonetheless, now here we are, and I, I think yeah, the indie, uh, the indie scene. I think is where those two will go. Not big enough names to really register, mm -hmm. and AEW's roster so huge, they they sure don't need them. Well, you had to tell me who they even were because I didn't recognize the names. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's throw in a name people do recognize, uh, Matt Riddle, the shoeless wonder. Uh, what do you think of Matt Riddle, first off? What do I think of him? What do you think of him? I like him. Yeah. I hope that he gets his life worked out, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, he was going through some substance issues. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, issues. that's a hard struggle to come out on the right side of and hopefully he gets there you know well, he may already be there yeah, he may already we be don't there. know yeah that's true but the last time he was in the public eye he sure wasn't yeah um, um so he's one of those where AEW would definitely have some interest in him but do they take the the gamble you know i think new japan new japan new japan wow why new japan because it's a big promotion, and I feel like AEW might not want him yet. So you think New Japan will be ready to give him a, a chance with substance issues? 
Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting uh, take on it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say AEW gives them a chance, and I'm going to say Matt Riddle goes to AEW. Well, they've given Jeff Hardy a chance, you know, so and yeah. it's worked out well. So mm -hmm. I would like to see him in, in AEW. I think it would be cool to get him, to see him get to do his thing unrestricted, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like that with all the wrestlers that we see come from the WWE, when moves that are banned in the WWE are now available to them, we get to see them wrestle in kind of a different way than we're used to. Oh, yeah. And it's very, very mm -hmm. fun. No, I agree. Yeah, and we get to see the best, uh, the best of people mm -hmm. when they're when they leave WWE. Yeah, WWE is very specific about how they want people to wrestle from all all stories, uh, and of course we can just see that that they're, they're very specific. Um, mm -hmm. As you said, when people leave or wrestle elsewhere or whatever the deal is. Um, Let's go back with another minor name, uh, Rick Boogs. You remember Rick Boogs, right? Is it, the guy with the guitar. Wait, is Rick is Rick Boogs and Bad Cat Moss are they the same person? They are not the same person. Rick Boogs is the one with the mustache and the guitar, and he goes Rick Boogs because that's okay. his name. Then I know who that is, but I don't know who Mad Cat Moss is. He's the one who used to play the guitar while Shinsuke Nakamura came to the ring. So they both had a guitar playing gimmick. No. They're not the same person, I said. No, I know. But you said one played the guitar and goes went Boogs. Rick and... Boogs is yeah, the person I'm, I'm talking about. I, I'm That's asking, the only person I'm talking okay, about. I am asking about Mad Cat Moss then, because I thought they were the same. Who we're not Mad talking Cat about Cat? him right now. Know, we're talking I, about I, Rick Boogs. Okay. Where's he going? Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Uh, I'll go with Impact. I would say Impact also. Yeah, I don't see AEW offering him a contract. Yeah. But I do think he has some charisma, and I do think he could be on, on TV and be a, a star for someone. So I'm going to say Impact. Yeah, mm -hmm. TNA. Yeah. All right, now we'll talk about Madcap Moss. Okay, now you have to explain who that is. They look similar. Madcap Moss had a goatee, and he wore those, like, suspenders and shorts to wrestle. I have no idea who that is. No idea. Okay. Um, so where do you think he's going? Because I can't offer any kind of guess. I'm going to go with the Indies. Um, could could possibly be TNA Impact. Um, but I'm going to say the Indies. He was, you know, he didn't show me too much while he was in WWE. I mean, he was steady. He wasn't bad or anything, mm -hmm. but just kind of average. So I'm going to say the Indies. All right, let's take another big, bigger name, uh, Mustafa Ali. AW. I think AW. Yeah. Yeah, he's I think, good, and I feel like they'll use him well. Yeah, I think he's oh, it registered my thumb. Yeah, it does that with him? You do a thumbs up. I think uh, he's very talented. Uh, seems like a bit of a whiner. That's the perception I've gotten from his social media. Oh. Seems like, you know, if things don't go his way, he doesn't get the TV time he wants. He seems to be a bit of a whiner, so that's not a good sign. I think I said that about, like, half the wrestlers out there. Mm, but he's been vocal about those types of things, and uh, mo most people are not vocal about them. Um, 
So I'll say AEW will will take a chance on him. I mean, he's so skilled. I think they'll give him a chance. Mm -hmm. And hopefully he doesn't, you know, just complain the whole way. And he needs to realize that it's other people have skill too. And he is not the most skilled wrestler in the world. And sometimes you're not going to be on TV. Like he needs to realize he's not the star of the show. And he's given nobody any reason to, to think he should be the star of the show yet. So he needs to prove himself and, and bring his ego down a bit, I feel like. Uh, but that being said, I think AEW should and and could give him a chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Shelton Benjamin. Feeling Ring of Honor. And retirement is also an option. How old is he? He's 40-something. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, going yeah. to say Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, really? Yeah. I could see that with his amateur background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't see AEW signing him, though, or Ring of Honor. Um, I say TNA. If he doesn't retire or, mm -hmm. or do or do the indies, uh, I could see TNA. Uh, and I think he would... He would be a good trainer yeah, that's for someone. I, that's kind of why I was thinking Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because not only will he still get like some TV time or at least mm -hmm. subscription service time, but also he could act as a trainer to some of the people that have coming up through there. Yeah. Yeah, he could be valuable as a trainer. So maybe Ring of Honor. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Impact though, TNA. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say TNA for Shelton Benjamin, former inter Intercontinental Champion. All right, we have just a couple left. Uh, Elias, the troubadour himself, the man with the hit album. It's hard to picture him somewhere besides Elias, WWE. Excuse me, Elias slash Ezekiel. He revealed he had a, a twin brother. That was also him? R right. Okay. Elias slash Ezekiel, yeah, he played two characters. Uh, probably TNA. TNA, you think? TNA or Ring of Honor. I don't see them at AW. Yeah, I say, I think TNA. Now, we're sending a bunch of these guys to TNA. TNA is going to have a TV show next year. They need more people. They have a TV show already. No, but one that's on television. It's already on television. On, Impact. like, regular channels. Impact, yeah. It's on TV. We can watch Impact? I think so, yeah. I thought it was on some, like, access TV that we don't have access to. I think so. But don't they have like an actual television channel contract for next year? And that's why they're going back to TNA as their name? I'm not sure. All, all I know is they're changing their name back to TNA. I don't know what okay. channel they're on now or what channel they're going to be on. All I know is they're on TV and they're changing their name next year. Oh, I didn't think they were on TV because I thought we would watch them if they yeah. were on TV. No, they're on TV. Oh. Hmm. Okay. We may check it out. I, I I've heard a lot of good things. I think we probably will check it out, honestly. Nikki James is there. So, so, so don't let that stop you. <laughs> um, so we've so we're sending a lot of these guys to Impact, though. So who are the ones that we said AEW? We said I said Matt Riddle. We both said Mustafa Ali. That's it. That's it. Wow. So well, you haven't gotten to my I said Dana one. Brooke. I said Dana yeah. Brooke. You haven't gotten to my number one guy for so, AEW yet. Right, right. So, uh, 
the biggest name on the list is a, a former world champion. Um, and that is, he's known now as Nick Nemeth. He's made his first booking with uh, WWC down in Puerto Rico. Uh, and that is the man formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, uh, now known as Nick Nemeth. So what it would, you see him going to AEW? He would be foolish, and they would be foolish if he does not go to AEW. Yeah, yeah, I, agree. I mean, one, his brother is there, so you got that going. Vic, Vic Nemeth. Vic. Vic Nemeth. His name's Ryan. I thought it was Vic. No. I think I'm right. Does he have two well, brothers? He, he goes on the show by Ryan Nemeth. Does he have two brothers? I don't know how many brothers he has. The guy who's on AEW is Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. Um, so I don't know who Vic, Vic Nemeth is. Unless that's his real name, but that's not a good name, so he goes by Ryan. I don't know. Anyway. But there's a Ryan Nemeth, and, but he is now Nick Nemeth. Okay. Well, anyway. Dolph uh, Ziggler is. Yes. So Dolph Ziggler should go to AW. One, because his brother is there. Uh, and two, what? I would. I would Who cares? If I had the opportunity to work with my sibling, I would, you know? Yeah, I guess. Um, you only children don't, don't understand. Uh, but also, I feel like they could really use him as a teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets to wrestle some awesome people that he hasn't had the opportunity to wrestle. Like, yeah. I would love to see a Dolph Ziggler and Kenny Omega match, you know? Oh, yeah. Do- Dolph Ziggler's still one of the most talented wrestlers yeah. in the world, I think. I think so, too. Um, I cannot believe they let him go. I mean, they weren't doing anything with him, so it's for his benefit that they let him go. Yeah. But I just, it's was shocking and is still shocking. Now he's older, but now, you know, the, the age used to kind of be like 40 and you're done on TV. But now we've seen, I mean, it's been proved over and over. Hogan, Piper, Savage, AJ Styles, The Undertaker. Uh, who else? Fucking Sting. everybody. Sting, thank you. Jericho. Uh, Jericho, that it does it doesn't matter. Forty sure as hell doesn't matter, and a lot of guys are showing. You know, Jericho's over fifty. Um, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels is over fifty, and a lot of guys are showing that even fifty doesn't matter. Sting, again, mm-hmm. uh, The Undertaker, uh, and uh, so you know. Whatever uh, Nick Nemeth, however old he is, he's forty something. Uh, I mean, he's in great shape. So that that age is really irrelevant. You know, age is really irrelevant in wrestling. Now it's can you stay in shape and can you keep drawing money? You know, mm-hmm. and I think he definitely can because he's good on the mic too. But like you said, he could be. Yeah, he's good on the mic. He's good in the ring, and he would be a great teacher. I mean, he needs to teach some of those guys how to sell. Mm-hmm moves yeah some of those guys and ladies how to sell moves he needs to do like a boot camp like a selling boot camp yeah i agree um but so you think that should be their top priority is getting nick nemeth yes hands down without a question i I would say maybe make riddle a bigger priority just because there's more upside to him no there's not because he's so young he has so much He's so young, but there is a risk there. Yeah. And with Dolph Ziggler and Nick Nemeth, there's no risk. And you got someone who's 
arguably the best in wrestling at selling to teach your company who doesn't know how to sell how to sell. Like that's such an asset. Yeah. Well, would they really use them that way? They'd be stupid if they didn't. It would be so stupid. If they but would they, would they really use them that way and say, teach everyone how to sell, please? Why would you not? I yeah. mean, like, yeah, why, why would you not? Yeah. All I, I can do is help your company and improve your product. He's the last one, right? On our. He's the last one we have. So, yeah. So, again, that all these people in the next uh, week or two Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler, uh, Mustafa Ali, Matt Riddle, Elias, Shelton Benjamin, Madcap Moss, Rick Boogs, Mace, Mansoor, and Dana Brooke uh, all are going to be eligible mm -hmm. to sign with companies. So, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Will companies sign them right away? Will they wait a little bit? Who's going to sign them? It's going to be very interesting. I mean, this could really uh, shape what 2024 is going to look like. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's some more people, too. But we I mean, they could go back to WWE. We've seen WWE yeah. hire back some of the people they fired. That's true. Now, in these cases, I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it happening. Maybe... Maybe Dolph Ziggler they would hire back. Uh, but I, no, I don't, I don't think so. May, or maybe Elias. I'm not sure why they cut Elias loose. I don't get that. Um, but they did. So, I don't know. Could anyone go back to WWE? You know, Dana Brooke, I would think, would be a good candidate. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't understand why they cut her either. I mean, unless some of these were just the contracts were too big, you know. Uh, but if we're just talking skill, we're not talking money. I think Dana Brooke or Dolph Ziggler could be great candidates to go back to WWE. Uh, so we'll see. Anything can happen in wrestling. You never know what the hell is going to happen. Nah, they're done fucking with him. Think yeah. about how many times they took Jeff Hardy back. Jeff Hardy is a, a different plane than Matt Riddle. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just saying they have a lot of experience taking people back who have struggled with substance abuse issues. That's true. I'm not saying that. I mean, I think they're just done fucking with them mm -hmm. for the, for the time being. I, I think you could totally go back there someday. I don't think he's going back there now. Yeah. I don't think he's going back now either, yeah. but he's so popular. Yeah. Good in the ring, funny pothead. I mean, he'll be a star wherever he goes. He, he'll be a star. That That's the, the signing. Honestly, I'm most interested to see is where does Matt Riddle go? Because I think he has the most upside out of any of these people. I'm most interested in Dolph Ziggler. I'm interested in that one, too. I love him. And I know people are very high on Mustafa Ali. I'm not as much as a lot of people are. I mean, he's very talented, but I don't think he's, like, amazing or anything like that. But he's, he's very good. Very good. I know he was on NXT recently when he got fired, but did he, did he come up through NXT? I don't know. I don't, I like, you know, I don't watch uh, NXT. Well, I, I, know, know. I know, but I feel like a lot of these WWE people that leave the company that have, still have like a devote following of, of, of groupies, you know? Mm. I feel like they're NXT people. Like Keith Lee, you know? Like yeah. who I just like don't get why people love him. They yeah. love him from when he was on NXT. 
Yeah. So I, I thought maybe Mustafa Ali was an NXT or also. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I do not know. Was Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle was an NXT, yeah. Wasn't he? Uh -huh. I think he was. I don't know. Never watch yeah. it. Don't. No, I mean, I try not to because it's awful. Mm -hmm. uh, when I've seen it, it's not a good show. And people are talking about Shawn Michaels' Booker of the Year. No way. That show is so disjointed and... Mm -hmm. Man, some of the some of the matches are really bad, and they put it on TV. You know, it's I I can't believe that WWE put something of such poor quality on TV. Um, I'm not talking about every match in NXT, obviously, but they they do put some some matches that I would never believe WWE would put on the air. Uh, Plus, how do you not give Tony Khan Booker of the Year when he brought us Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson? Yeah, I mean personally, I would. We will be giving out no bones about wrestling year-end awards. Oh, yeah. Will that be our topic of the week, the final week of the year? I don't know. I don't know if we'll do a separate show or if that'll be the topic of the week. And I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but things like Wrestler of the Year, Comeback of the Year, Match of the Year. Pay-per-view of the year, storyline of the year, storyline of the year, things like that. So we'll give we'll give all those out. Um, we'll definitely do AEW uh, specific ones. Will we do ones for all of wrestling? I'm not sure. We shouldn't because I don't watch anything else. Yeah, but we'll definitely do AEW specific awards in the next okay. in the next couple weeks here, uh, as the year comes to a close. Uh, and uh, speaking of which, our show is coming to a close. So uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your friends, tell your neighbor to subscribe. Uh, we are coming on every Monday at 6. I don't know why I said it like that. We come on every Monday at 6. Our show airs at 6 on Mondays. Yes. Uh, also every Sunday at 1. Well, I was getting ready to say, we, we yeah. come on at 6, but of course you can listen to us afterwards any any point in the week. Most people uh, don't watch the live show. Most people are watching us after the fact. But you can watch us live at 6 p.m. Um, on Mondays. Uh, and then also Sundays at 12.45, the Retro Watch Along show, uh, which this Sunday we will be watching a, another Starcade. Uh, WCW's WrestleMania. Uh, we're gonna watch a Starcade from the '90s, from the from the second half of the '90s. I haven't uh, narrowed it down yet, but it's gonna be. I thought you picked '98. No, I've not picked yet. Oh, okay. it's gonna be a Starcade from like '96, seven, eight, or nine, one of those four. And just watch our X account, and I'll announce it. But that's gonna be Sunday at 12:45 on our YouTube channel. Uh, Wednesday, we will be back here uh, for the Dynamite Watch Along. So watch us then. We do that with Last Week in Wrestling, but you can watch it right here on our YouTube channel. Uh, and Saturday, we'll be back on for the Collision Watch Along. Same deal. We do it with Last Week in Wrestling, but you can watch it on our YouTube uh, if you'd like to. We broadcast it as well. Um, it's okay. You have anything you want to need to say? Uh, wait, aren't we also on Thursday? Are we doing... Oh, this Thursday, yeah. uh, 
and again, it's with last week in wrestling, but it will be broadcast here as well. Um, we're doing, what's the name of the show? Final Battle Prediction Show. Ring of Honor Final Battle Prediction Show. Uh, it's going to be the two of us, Dylan from last week of wrestling, uh, a couple others probably. And uh, we're going to predict the pay-per-view, which is Friday night. So we got, yeah, we're going to be on several nights. We got Wednesday, Dynamite, Thursday, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view prediction show, Final Battle. Friday, Friday night is Final Battle, Watch Along, Saturday. which will be here. Saturday, Collision, Sunday, uh, right back with the retro watch along. And then Monday, here we are. And then Monday, so, back here. Yep. Tuesday so, is the only day you won't get to see us. Correct. Feel free to watch one of our old retro watch alongs. Mm -hmm. if you're going to miss us terribly. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. folks, thanks very much for watching, uh, listening, whatever you do. And uh, we'll see you soon. And as Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. Bye.